Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 Beach. Thanks to the Boardwalk Plaza for being the Bridge Podcast Network sponsor. Welcome to If You Really Knew Me, a place for honest conversations about the Enneagram to inspire better connections with others, ourselves, and God. I'm Kim Willie, and I'm joined by my co-host and friend, Ben Sarles, who is a certified Enneagram coach here to help us understand all things Enneagram. By learning what motivates us and how we see the world, we can connect with those we love and care about on a greater level. We're so glad you joined us today, and we hope this is your journey to better relationships. Many people spend time throughout their lives trying to figure out their purpose, and they may ask, why on earth am I here? Or what am I supposed to do with my life? And our goal for this podcast episode is to help get some answers to those questions, or at least guide you in how to find the answers. And we've invited a special guest today to share some wisdom with us on this topic. Um, Pastor Kenneth Wagner, who's the lead pastor of United Church in Delaware. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're glad you're here. Pastor Kenneth, we are thrilled that you're with us today to share some of your thoughts. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your church? For sure. Yeah, me and my wife started our church seven years ago. And we've just been on an incredible journey. So the seven years before that, we served at Calvary Wesleyan Church. Uh, with, with Pastor Ken Figs, and it was a joy of a lifetime to serve with him and somebody that I still consider a voice in my life and a friend, and it's been an amazing journey. That was, and then this past seven years, so 14 years altogether, we've been in Delaware doing ministry, mm-hmm. but it's been amazing this past seven to see God just setting people free and so many people coming to know Jesus and, and lives being changed, marriages being restored, families coming back together. There's so many stories that, that of, of life change I could just go on and on about watching God do some really miraculous things. So it's been awesome. Awesome. I love that. Well, I definitely want to find out what your Enneagram type is and how did you hear about the Enneagram? For sure. My, I'm an eight wing seven and okay. um, I found out about the Enneagram through my best friend, Pastor Davey Blackburn, who's a teaching pastor at our, at our church. And uh, I'll be honest with you, when he first introduced me to Enneagram, it was like an eye roll for me because it was, <laughs> it was like one more personality typing, yeah. one more. And I was like, you know, I don't need another Myers-Briggs. I don't need another DISC. I don't need another uh, Ministry Insights. I, I don't need another one of these, you know, to, to label myself. And so, um, but I'll be honest with you. So since that point of, of finding um, out about Enneagram and kind of pursuing that, my whole perspective changed. When I read The Road Back to You, yeah. it literally, it was like it was reading me. I mm-hmm. was like, somebody's got my, my home tapped and <laughs> trying to, like, I was kind of, I was a little, little wigged out by yeah. how accurate it was in, in my life. So it's been, it's been a crazy journey of figuring out more about the Enneagram. Yes. It does feel like people are reading your mail, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. I know when I first read that book and I, I listened to the podcast on that one too, with Ian Morgan Cron and mm-hmm. Suzanne Stabile. And I thought like, this is giving language to some things that I have been feeling and, and wanting to say. And yep. plus it gives me some extra grace for people and mm-hmm. grace for myself, which mm-hmm. frankly is hard for all of us to cut yeah. ourselves a break sometimes. Amen. Um, so yeah, this, I totally agree with that sentiment. Um, it's been great. So Pastor Kenneth, why do you feel it's important from a biblical perspective 
to truly know yourself? I think it's several reasons. And, you know, several months ago we were teaching and, and trying to help people understand why they are and why they're created and, and how they're wired and all of those things. And as I was researching even for some of that and even long before that, just finding out more about self-discovery, I, I, I stumbled across a few quotes. And one of them is, is John Calvin. He said this, he said, without knowledge of self, there's no knowledge of God. Mm. And I was like, okay, so it took me a while. Anything John Calvin or John Piper or C.S. Lewis or this big thought, I've got to read it like four times because yeah. um, I, I, I find, find myself, I'm, I'm decently uh, into it and, and intuitive, but uh, it, it takes me a second to, to wrap my mind. And Thomas Akempis said this, he said, a humble self-knowledge is a surer way to God than a search after deep learning. And wow. so I'm, mm. I'm reflecting on some of that. Thomas Merton said, before we can become who we really are, we must be- become conscious of the fact that the person who we think we are here and now is at best an imposter and a stranger. Mm. Wow. So I'm reading, I'm reading these quotes, and then Su- Suzanne Stabile, you already mentioned her. She said, your understanding of who you are affects every relationship you enter into and try to maintain. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking about all of this from the, the lens of, of knowing yourself and why it's important and, and what a gift it is to know who you are. It, it's, for me, it, whether it's the Enneagram, that's the tool that we're talking about today, but w- whether it's the Enneagram or some other tool, I think it's of utmost importance to know, to know who you are, to, have, yeah. to understand Amen. yourself. Amen. Amen. We always say, you know, the Enneagram's a tool to diagnose, but Jesus is the answer to whatever it is. Absolutely. <laughs> the treatment is, is always He's, Jesus. Yes, the yeah. treatment. And disclaimer, we talk about the Enneagram, but man, I love the word of God. That's that's the Amen. first you know, and foremost, and I feel like that's the greatest way <laughs> to know yourself is the word of God. But I think yep. God also gives us tools yeah. and, and we're able to use those. So yep. I, I don't want anybody to misquote me of saying yeah. you know, Pastor, Pastor Kenneth is, is only an Enneagram guy. I mean, I, I love it and yep. I think it's so helpful, but the word of God is... And I know you. that's the same with you guys, but yes. it's, it's preeminent for me. That's right. Yeah. It is a great tool, the Enneagram, but yep. the tool. Bible is the tool. The tool. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, speaking of knowing yourself, I read a devotion this week, and um, I love Dutch Sheets, and he has a devotion called Give Him 15. And this particular post, he shared the story about in the book of Genesis where Jacob was wrestling with God. Mm. And he said, as they wrestled, God basically called Jacob out to admit his weaknesses. And the amplified version says that Jacob whispered, I'm a schemer and a swindler. Jacob's response was actually an acknowledgement of his true nature. And the devotion goes on to say that God needed Jacob to acknowledge his weakness so that God could deliver Jacob from himself. And God's desire is to transform us so that we can dream together with him. I loved that statement about dreaming together with God. And it really stood out to me because there are parts of our personality, I know mine, that I don't like. Um, You know, maybe in our weaknesses, they kind of they glare out at us, but it's, it's the way God wired us. Mm. And when we're in an unhealthy place, obviously we see those, those weaknesses glaring, but God wants us to surrender those parts to him. And the only way we can do that is to figure out who we truly are. And there are definitely parts of the Enneagram, like I said, that make me cringe when I read them, but I can trust the creator to help me work out those and learn to walk in the strengths through the power of the Holy spirit. So So love that perspective. It was like, okay, let me, you know, I created you this way, so I know what your weaknesses are, but I want you to like confess them to me and show that you need me also. You For know, sure. I mean, mm-hmm. God, he's, he had a plan. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing all the things. You so, go back to Psalm 139. I mean, he's the one that knit us together. He's yeah. the one that had the plans to begin with. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. us that we have to discover. He, he, he's not discovering anything. He already, he, yeah. he knit us together. He knows. And it's now it's us discovering now how he's 
created us uniquely. Amen. It's amazing. Yeah. And I always say he doesn't make junk. He knows what the purpose and plan was for each of us. So we shouldn't pick on ourselves. You know, I mean, we, we need to acknowledge when there's issues, but, you know, God created us. So we need to walk in what he created. Um, Pastor Kenneth, how is understanding yourself with the tool of the Enneagram helped you on a personal level? Yeah, for me, when I think about that question, I mean, the greatest gift I think that anybody can give their self and others is self-awareness. Yeah. And, you know, when you work in a, a work environment or you're in a marriage or you're in a relationship and you don't have self-awareness, um, somebody's aware. You may not be self-aware, <laughs> but somebody is aware of, of where you um, the, the kind of those rough edges, the things that we want God to, to kind of, you know, sand off of us. And I think it brings a level of emotional intelligence, you know, for it's just, it's one of those things where it's helped me so much to understand how I'm wired. And, you know, as I was, as I was researching this and reading that, that book that I mentioned earlier, the road back to you, uh, I remember reading that book as I've already mentioned though, and said, you know, there's got, there, there's got to be somebody who's had an inside look into my life. Mm. Somebody who, somebody who knows, cause I'm, as I'm reading about the eight, I'm like, man, that seems very like aggressive. And that seems very <laughs> like, uh, man, that, that person must be, you know, they must have a, a personality like that. And as I'm like, man, okay, that's how I see, not necessarily how I see myself, but how others must see me. Yeah. And so just trying to navigate that of, of, of help me understand myself and help me not only just understand myself, but understand how others perceive or on yeah. the other side of me has been so beneficial. Yeah. It's been huge. really I, has. I agree. The fact that it, it shows you about yourself and that uh, how others see yourself. When you were saying that, I was just like, oh, yeah, someone someone knew how I was showing up before I knew how I was showing oh, up. And yeah. it's it was it was a major thing for me. But like the type eight, you know, yes, the the downsides may sound a little harsh, but it's like we call it the snowplow. When eights are healthy, they plow path for everyone. Exactly. They make sure everyone gets through. Like it's yeah. that natural born leadership that just comes through. And I and love the protector, that. The protector of I many. I love that. The defender and, of many. And, you know, we also say that, um, yes, your main type, but then you have two wings. Mm-hmm. One of them's going to be more prominent than right. the other. And you have your stress and security numbers that all play into it and then you have your so so it's not like oh you're an eight and that just describes you to the fullness of who you are i mean this is just trying to get some sense of the motivation for sure for what we do and i i love how you put that yeah um the the seven helps round it out too because that's the that's your wing and we're having fun okay you're yeah yeah so i I, I can i can plow the path but we're gonna have we're gonna dance along the way yeah Yeah, that's we're gonna we're gonna dance on the party we're gonna have we're gonna have along the path and we're gonna we're play some good music and and have a lot Mm -hmm. of fun so as we as we plow the path so um just again knowing that about yourself though and knowing why the 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 kind of core motivations of of who you are is so vitally important i mean i I, you look at any leadership research and you'll find that the eq is one of the greatest markers of success and Mm -hmm. i think that the enneagram plays into that emotional intelligence not just the IQ, but the EQ. And I think, you know, knowing more about yourself and having that awareness really, really sharpens that axe. And think of how much we do in life is through our lens. And if we, our EQ, we say, oh, you know, not all of us like to be tied to an emotion, but we do have, we do have something that charges us in one direction or another. And think of how much of our life is powered by that yeah and if we can say okay you know this is your go-to how you normally power it just 
beware, you know. Yeah. But I also love how when God created each type, that's kind of a part of why you were put here on this earth Mm -hmm. is, you know, the reflection of God. So in a type eight, the reflection of God is his strength and his power. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if he's going to show people just an image, just a reflection of what his strength and his power is, God put type eights on the Mm -hmm. earth. Which is, that's part of your purpose, that's, which is beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> amazing. I, I think for me personally, finding out my type was like a freedom for me. Wow. Like, oh, my goodness. And it's all almost like I was like, OK, I'm not by myself. There's other people. And, and it's almost like ding, 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 ding. Yeah. You read it and you're like, well, this is why I feel this way. And it, to, it literally it was like a freedom. I don't know if you found that, but it was no, just like. It I'm, puts words to the thoughts. Yeah. Like you, you've always had these thoughts. Yeah. And, and for me, I, I don't remember. I was probably 30 when I was exposed to this. And, mm-hmm. and for 30 years, I, I'd had thoughts and predispositions of, and, and kind of like, why, why am I this way? And then when you're actually able to get words to why I feel that way, yeah. it almost unlocks something in you. To feel like it's a new, it's a literally a new freedom that you're walking yeah. in for yourself of like, oh my gosh, like I, I at least understand my motivations. I at least understand yeah. why I think the way I do. I at least understand why I react the way I do and the way I react under pressure or under stress yeah. or, or when I'm healthy or when I'm not healthy. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It, like it, to your point, it just put words to what I'd always felt, but never knew yeah. how to talk about. I was like, woo. Okay. Some of it I was like, oh, oh dear. Yeah, I do see that about myself. Ouch, ouch. Yeah, I think God took me to the woodshed a few times over over my type two. Yeah. Um, I of course I automatically have a connection to type eights, but then, you know, sometimes when I get to my type eight self, it it is emotionally charged by the time I get there. And and that's not who who I want to be. Yeah. You know, so it gives grace for ourselves a little bit. For sure gives design amen this is a great time to take a quick break and when we come back we will wrap up with some more questions with pastor kenneth do your kids love listening to great stories it can be tough finding a kids podcast which upholds your christian values story jumpers features exciting entertaining stories by authors who write from a christian worldview each episode is created with kids in mind Audiobook clips are followed by a brief author interview your kids will find fascinating. This is a podcast for kids. Subscribe to Story Jumpers wherever you listen to podcasts. Story Jumpers is a member of the Bridge Podcast Network. Welcome back to If You Really Knew Me. We are talking today with Pastor Kenneth of United Church in Delaware, and we're talking about our purpose. And we're, of course, diving into the Enneagram with this. Um, We did ask you about your church but tell us a little bit about your family. Absolutely. Me and Sherry, my wife, have been married for 14 years. And so it's super exciting, the the journey that we've been on with that. And um, man, she's the love of my life, best friend. And uh, she's an Enneagram one. And okay. so uh, being married to a one and an eight, like we we plow the path as we were just talking about, but we also we do it with perfection. And oh, yes. uh, <laughs> that's that's her that's her specialty. So she's a one wing two. And so she's a just incredible. So she's the perfectionist or the achiever or not the achiever, but the perfectionist. But she's also got the two, the helper. And yes. That's a, it's, it's a beautiful side of her. And we've got a little little guy. His name is Jace. He's six years old and Aww. he goes to Delmarva Christian. He's in first grade and shout out to Mrs. Childers. There you, so, go. there you yeah, go. So <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an amazing. We pray for her every day. <laughs> the, 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 the Lord would give 
her grace holy spirit and strength yeah. and grace and mercies are new every day no but it's it uh, we just we do i just love life man we, we do our our ministry uh together as a family it's yeah. not uh, my ministry or mine and sherry's ministry it's it's our we do it as a team and yeah. it's, it's really fun so i love that you know each other's type because when when we started this whole process just learning my spouse's type my mm. husband and he's a five and it made me go oh that's why he after like a group of people i've been around he like i, I don't find him because he has to go recharge or yeah. that's why he researches the heck Fives out of everything best, oh yes. my they're so good i mean he will research till the cows come home and he'll figure <laughs> out how to fix it on his own because he's you know but it did help me in that marriage setting because I right. was like, okay, now I know why he's not annoyed with me. For sure. He's going to recharge, do all the things. So mm-hmm. I think it really does help. Yeah. I, I think knowing your couple, your, your couple type, you know, the the 8-1 or the 3-5 yeah. or the 2-3, yep. I think God has something for you as a couple. Yeah. And so that also shows where your strengths is. And we've talked a little yeah. bit about that. And then where your blind spots are. And yeah. You know, in the dance that we call marriage, you know, um, it's been so helpful to be able to apply what I've learned in the Enneagram to my marriage. Yeah. And then to also learn this is what God has for us. This is why he created me. Now we're this unit together and he's got great things in store. It's like power couple. Boom. (laughs) I, I can't remember if it was Ian Morgan Cron, but he was talking about, you know, the one it was originally some people called it entitled the perfectionist. And then I think it may have been him or may, I may be misattributing this, but he, he changed the title or to improver. Yeah. And yes. I felt like that just like really when I think about my wife, that just speaks to her heart is like yes. it, mm-hmm. the perfectionist piece never really because I think it's it's all in the heart and the motivation yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. But the improver piece, I was like, man, that, okay, I can get there with, with Sherry. That definitely yes. it made a lot more sense. So yes. I, I love the fact that there's, you know, people that are, are continuing to, to work through this and giving their own insight to this. And it's one of those things that it just adds more dimension to an already useful tool. Amen. It does. We believe that God has uniquely created each one of us so that he can use us to fulfill his purpose. And we were talking about that as couples too. How do you feel like the Enneagram helps us to discover how how we're created. Yeah. I think that, you know, as I as I look through and think through and and really teach the the Enneagram, you know, anything that can help people understand that they were created on purpose and for a purpose and with a purpose, I think it's something that that is helpful in infinite amount of ways because, you know, we're we're constantly trying to constantly trying to walk with people and, and journey with people of like how how do we how do we help them see the more that God has inside of them? How do we see help them see um, ex- exactly how God uniquely wired them? I mean, it helps you to understand. Like, you know, I, I was thinking through some of our, our staff on our, our church and and our kids director. She's she's a six, and you know, it, it was really helpful for her to understand. Like, this is why I have backup plans for my backup plans for my backup <laughs> plans. It's not because there's something wrong with me. It's because that's how God wired me. That's right. yeah. And we need sixes on our team to be able to think through. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what if this doesn't work. And as an eight, I'm like, no, it's going to work. That's right. <laughs> and, and this, but the six are, and you know, then you have the ones on the team that are, they, they, you know, if you don't understand them, you may think they're going for a perfectionistic thing and they may, you may feel like it's just a, a weird thing, but you realize you start to value that they're improving the world around them. And, and when they discover that now they're going like, oh my gosh, I, I thought I just had this 
insatiable desire to just be perfect and for everything to be right. And now they start to realize, wait, God wired me like this. And this is the purpose that he's placed inside of me so that, you know, not only does it, it does it get done, but it gets done well, it gets mm-hmm. done right. And that we're going to not only do it, but we're going to kind of continue to make this thing better and better. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about your, your church group and, and knowing yeah. how, how have you seen a difference with them being now like Enneagram aware. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, this, this, literally we have 26 staff and it, it is mind blowing when, when you're walking, it's like you're walking around before, before there's, even if you're using a different tool, we're talking about the Enneagram today, but if you're walking around without understanding anything about your personalities, you're literally walking around in the dark and, yeah. and you're walking around with, um, a, a grenade with the pen pulled and, <laughs> and trying to figure out like playing hot potato, like not understanding where someone's coming from or why they are the way they are, or why they react the way they act or react or why you're in a meeting and their face is telling a different story than even what they're saying. Yeah. And, and you're starting, and now, you, you know, I'm starting to, to understand, okay, that's why Pastor David responds like that. Okay. That's why Sabrina responds like that. That's why Alyssa is that way or Pastor Mark is that way. Cause I'm starting to to, to see this, this rounded nature of, of our team. It, it, it is, I feel like the light switch of life and in, in yeah. of an organization turns on when people are aware of yeah. their, their personality and personality typings. I think sometimes too, it cuts down on potential drama or, or Ooh, things yeah. that can slow down the process. For yes. sure. And you're just like, okay, I know the heart of someone. Now the rest is just details. We may not always agree, yeah. but yeah. at least we're, we're in this together. We're we're together for a common vision, a common purpose. Yeah. And so we're going to move ahead knowing that. And yeah. that's a great place to be. And you probably know, too, like even though I know everybody has a specific job at the church, yeah. you probably can it makes it easier for you to put them in the right spot when you see their gifts 100%. and their talents. Yeah. And, and maybe you've assigned something to someone, but you go, Oh, wait a minute, this person would shine better in that particular task. Yeah. I'm assuming you've, you've done that. Maybe switch some things around Absolutely. based on their personality type. I mean, even in our worship department, there's four people and staff in worship and you know, they all have different Enneagram types and it, it, it balances out that area because if they were yeah. all the, the artsy and you know the all the four the fours yeah I mean they would be songwriting and doing song and dance and you know yeah. having flags and running around the yeah. offices and I value that I do value the artsy part of it but at the end of the day you know uh, there's there's different types that are moving the ball forward that are taking those you know feelings and those um, and those plans and thoughts of of songwriting or or the the different feelings and emotions and actually putting some teeth to those things so it, yeah. it's a really really, really beautiful thing. And, and you also like, I mean, we've used it in, in hiring processes Oh you know, yes. because I know who I work well with and I know who I don't work well with. And it's not like necessarily it's a deal breaker, but it, it can be because at the end of the day, if you've had that, that constant pushback between an, a number and you know that you're going to be working in that close. So you're, you're, you would be kind of setting yourself up for, fa- for failure. If you know mm-hmm. that that's probably yeah. not a good flow um, yeah. And to continue to put yourself in that same process. Yeah. And same. it helps you know which questions to ask in the interview. Like we've talked before, oh, yes. yeah. Bill talks about culture is one of the most important it's things key. you hire for. Mm-hmm. And it, you either have it or you don't yep. uh, the ability to work together in a culture. And so if I'm a if I'm a type two, that would give you the the questions that you would need to ask in order for me to say, OK, this is this is our vision for this for this team. This is where we're going. And as a type two, how are you going to fit into that? 
knowing the the strengths and the weaknesses, yeah. and it's like, okay, what would you do in this situation? I mean, it's it's yeah. a great maybe Ben's visitation pastor or helps ministry because mm-hmm. he's a two. You know what right. I mean? It really, mm-hmm. it's just been. But if he gets his feelings hurt about something, then um, <laughs> dig a little deeper and figure yeah. out what's going on. Right. But he will work his fingers to the bone for you if yeah. he knows you're all on the same page. So yeah. it's fascinating that you brought up the hiring process because it's yeah. so important. One of the biggest causes of ministry failure is staff disunity. Mm. Wow, and it's yeah. because, and, and I think it's strategic on Satan's part, if I can get you right at the top, I don't even have to do anything else. I'll just tear you down from the inside. And I mean, there's much other ways, but you can you can kind of guard against that with using tools yeah. like the yeah. Enneagram. I know we're talking all about Enneagram today because that's what this podcast is about. But just off the cuff here, like you're you're a pastor, so you lead people all the time and people are asking you questions. What's the number one thing you probably say to them when they're like, I don't know my purpose. What do I do with my life? What's the first thing you say to them? I think usually the question I would ask back to them is, what do you enjoy doing? You yeah. know, I mean, and so it's it's helping them discover because I think God created us to to find joy. And, you know, John 10, 10, Jesus said, thief, come and steal, kill and destroy. He said, but I've come to give him life and life to the full. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, there's a million ways you can look at a full life. But I think I don't think God intended us. And I don't think Jesus went to the cross and was nailed spit on knelt to the cross spit on he was mocked and beaten i don't think he did all of that so that we had to walk around with our head down yeah. i think he, he did that so that we could have a life to the full and i think that that most of that is is being able to live a joy-filled life yeah. Yeah. and so I, I love the question of like hey what what is it that you enjoy doing and mm-hmm. i had somebody ask me one time they said hey what would you do um if money didn't matter you knew you couldn't fail hmm. what would you do and i was like hmm if failure was an option if you knew you couldn't fail and money didn't matter, what would you do? And it kind of opened it up. I ask a lot of young people that, that question mm-hmm. because when you're older and you have bills, it doesn't, <laughs> yes. doesn't really matter the answer to that question. It's like, okay, yes. cool. Well, you're going to do that on the side. Yeah. But yeah. You ask young people that question, though, but it opens up their, their, their train of thought of like, okay, well, I enjoy doing this. Okay, if I, if, if I knew failure was an option and money didn't matter, like this is definitely what I would do. Like I may yeah. not chase after that four-year degree that my parents think I should. Mm-hmm. I may actually go in this direction for a trade or for, I don't know what it is. I mean, yeah. there's a million different answers to that question, mm-hmm. but I think it's a, I mean, it's a question worth asking it for sure. Yeah. And if they know what they like to do and they really know how they're wired, that might lead them in the right direction. Sure. And so. we have a good father. I mean, he, yeah. he desires, he, he wants to give us the desires of our heart. You yeah. know, if we're chasing after him, I truly believe that it's not, He's not playing peekaboo and trying to keep it away from us. He, he, you know, really, if we're chasing after him, he wants to give us the things that are on our heart. And and I believe that as we challenge people and encourage them to chase after their purpose, it's like, hey, don't shy away from the things that you enjoy or the things that bring joy to your life. Yeah. Chase after them as you chase after Jesus. Yeah. Love it. I've noticed that the desires of my heart have matured over the, Mm, (laughs) I don't know. Praise God for that. Yeah. (laughs) I want a million dollars. Well, you know, there, it's not quite as easy as, and you start thinking of the intangibles is the desires of your heart. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about how helpful the Enneagram can be in, in ministry. How do you utilize the Enneagram in your church and ministry? So we do, Um, what's called growth track, which is an assimilation process, basically getting people from attending to being on the team, if you will, or some people, some churches call it membership. We call it partnership. 
and and through that growth track process, they are able to take the Enneagram and they're able to, to mm. cause our, our desire is that every person that calls United Church home would know God, find freedom, discover purpose and make a difference. And we believe that in that discover purpose portion of what we want for them, that every single person, I, I don't think it's not just what we want for them. I believe that I could take you through, um, I could probably take you through a half dozen scriptures, but Exodus chapter six, six and seven, really that's, it outlines it to, to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. And so in that discover purpose piece, I just believe that there's, there, there's a lot of ways you can do it, but I believe that when you take people to the Enneagram and you're able, they're able to kind of walk through that, work through that, many of them for the first time, it is so eye opening for them. And they're going like, oh my gosh, I enjoy doing this. I'm wired this way. And boom, all of this begins to line up. And it's, it's really, really cool to watch this happen. So we, we have been using it probably the last, um, I would say three years in, in that process of, of growth track. And so hundreds of people in our church have been able to walk through that and, and kind of discover more about themselves. It's probably neat to watch a light go off in their eyes. Like, wait a minute, what? I did yeah. not know this. You know, that's probably exciting to see because sure. you're kind of yeah. helping someone along the path there. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on all of this or just our walk with God and how this helps or just any final thoughts you might want to share? I think for me, you know, I, I've gotten pushback from people that, you know, why do you use the Enneagram? Yeah. And I just truly believe that, as Augustine said, that all truth is God's truth. And I don't, I don't believe that any person... Anybody can hijack anything and make it look like anything that they want it to be. Mm-hmm. But I believe that, that the Enneagram is a tool, just like Myers-Briggs is a tool, mm-hmm. just like DISC personality is a tool. And, and you could go back and trace down, well, was this person, I mean, who was Myers? Who was Briggs? Were they a follower <laughs> right. of Jesus? Were they were they a bad person? Were they a good person? Yeah. We don't know anything about those people necessarily. But what we do know is that God has given us a tool that is extremely useful. Yeah. I think of it, and uh, everybody's heard this before, but a tool, I mean, it's like a hammer. You can use it to build a house or mm-hmm. you can use it to hurt someone. Wow. It, it's a tool. That's and so good. And I feel good. like the Enneagram is the same exact thing. Is It is an unbelievable tool when placed in the right hands, when placed in, in hands that want to help people discover the more that God's placed inside of them, it is an incredible tool. And so, you know, when, as I think about it and I, as I get questions about it, I know I know that there's different um, hesitations that some people may have. Mm-hmm. There's some people that are all in on it and there's ever, m- most other people are somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Um, as a pastor, I would just encourage people to realize that, that there is nothing new under the sun, that, that man, man is not responsible for creating this, that all truth truly is God's truth. And if there's something that we can get our hands around and that we can redeem Mm -hmm. and use it for God's Mm -hmm. purposes, then why wouldn't we do that to help other people discover the purpose that God has placed them on this earth for? That is such good insight. If I could (laughs) drop this mic, I would. I know, (laughs) but we don't want to tear it up. (laughs) No, that was a mic drop statement there. Do you have any final thoughts, Ben? I just want to echo uh, what Pastor Kenneth said about um, e- even if you do your own research on a, on a tool, we're supposed to challenge everything and, and, mm-hmm. and prayer. And, and then I even think uh, we talked about, oh, the Enneagram is like the Pentagon. No. Pen- Pentagram. <laughs> pen- pen- yeah. Not well, like I the said Pentagon. Pentagon. Yeah. Some people well, might say that, too. I don't know. That's part of what I was going to. Yes, the Enneagram is like the. No, the Enneagram is not like the Pentagon, but the Pentagram. The Pentagram is the, like the Pentagram. No. The Enneagram is not like the Pentagram. That's right. Ennea is nine, and 
Penta, Penta is five. Is five <laughs> so for the first and four more sides. That's right. And then and then um, uh, like Naranjo and Gurdjieff and they called it the Enneagon, which is that's where the gone came in. Yeah. You know, I wasn't trying to say Pentagon. And <laughs> Enneatype. So it's really not the same. So you you really have to do your research yeah. and don't just trust one source exactly of your information i think that's sometimes how we can be um that that's that isn't studying all of it uh, we exactly. need to be so comprehensive true. in it and first and foremost seek jesus lord show me reveal to me what you want me to know about myself you know seek the word of god that is it's infallible it's complete truth and that's what we want you to do first that's yep. period end of end of sentence there yeah um Pastor Kenneth, thank you so much for Absolutely. sharing your to be here. your heart today and your wisdom from a pastor's perspective. And I'd like to leave everyone with a final thought. First Peter 4.10 says, Each one of you should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. And we encourage you to spend time in prayer seeking the Lord for His purpose and plan for your life. Remember, He loves you and He wants to bless you big. And we hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Please consider giving this podcast a rating so others can find us easily. And until next time, God bless.